Leaders is a Catholic faith-based healthcare delivery system where you'll find leading-edge technology and an experienced staff, as well as the trust and compassion that we have always been known for. This is St. Peter's Better Health Update. Here's Bill Klaproth. Cancers of the affluent are those associated with good living around the increase across the United States. And those cancers include breast, prostate, liver, colon, and pancreatic, among the most commonly seen. And all are heavily influenced by poor eating habits and the intake of processed foods. And here to explain this is James E. Gervasoni, Jr., Ph.D., M.D., and Chair of the Department of Surgery at St. Peter's University Hospital in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Dr. Gervasoni also holds a Ph.D. in microbiology and immunology. Dr. Gervasoni, thanks so much for being on with us today. Cancers of the affluent. It sounds like it's a disease for rich people. Is that the case? <laughs> no, it's not. Actually, uh, early on, that's what, uh, I mean, the, in the 50s, late 50s, early 60s, that was the case because people that were eating, uh, you know, uh, high-fat diets, uh, a lot of meat, and a lot of animal products were actually people who were able to afford it. And so early on in, the, uh, this, in this recognition of this uh, process, it was uh, individuals that were able to afford these kind of foods. Now, of course, it's, it's, not, that case. it's not the case. It's uh, really everyone, all of us, are exposed to processed foods and um, uh, really uh, toxic toxic uh, compounds that are put in these foods that we are just recognizing now. And, I, you know, I suppose this also includes fast food as well, since it's all around us. Is that right? Absolutely. Fast foods, it's all, you know, processed foods are any food that, um, that we as uh, humans uh, alter. And so that, uh, there's different degrees of processing. You can have processed foods that are packaged uh, greens. That's food that's been uh, manipulated uh, in just collection and put in, put in a package. So that's processed food. And then you can have foods that are where uh, things are added, like increased sugars, uh, other types of uh, minerals and vitamins that are thought to, to help us, but actually may not. So All the, uh, there, all the bad degree. stuff is in it. Right, all the Part. bad stuff is in there. All that stuff we don't want is in there. Exactly. So, you know, this food is all around us, though, and we all lead such hectic, busy lives. Sometimes it seems like it's just easier to go through the drive-thru or, you know, or, or pop that packaged meal in the microwave or eat something out of a box. How do we get around that? Well, I think it's a, it's a um, process where education and communication with people to know what they're actually eating uh, is important. Now, you know, it was when I was growing up, it was important that you ate your, you know, your your meat and your, you know, your, uh, uh, it was thought that, uh, you know, all meat was equal. And uh, so fast food wasn't really considered uh, detrimental because it, it included the meats that we needed and the foods that we needed. Now we're recognizing that any, any, any food that's really processed to the point where we are adding supplements and adding things and manipulating the food, uh, that's turning out to be a big problem for us. In addition to that, you know, it's unbalanced food intake is really the problem. So we're faced with all these food choices, and you said we're, we're eating foods, you know, as I put it, with all the bad stuff in it. Is there a simple way to see through that and eat healthier and, and, and eat better? 
without having to have a PhD in all of this chemistry to understand what's going on? Yeah, actually, it's fairly simple and straightforward. Um, you know, eat your fruit, fruits and vegetables. That's what we were told when we were, we were uh, kids, uh, but uh, we weren't really fed fruits and vegetables. So simple and stupid is eat, eat unprocessed food, meaning food that's not been manipulated to the point where supplements have been added. Um, and that would mean that it would be really fruits and vegetables uh, for the most part. But you, thing, you can eat foods in moderation. In other words, uh, you know, uh, a fast food at once every couple months is not going to be a problem. It's when you overindulge in these foods that it becomes an issue where you're overstimulating your body uh, to produce, uh, you know, uh, basically insulin, uh, at a increased rate, that is a problem. So it's, it's moderation that really is what we have to look at. So it sounds like getting back to the basics, as you said, fruits and vegetables. So when you go to the store, I guess, you know, stay out of the middle of the store where you find all the boxed items and spend more time in that produce section. Is that an easy way to look at it? Exactly. And, the, and what you have to do is you have to say this is a process that's going to occur throughout my life. And so therefore, it's not something that you have to do uh, uh, immediately uh, cold turkey, where you have to stop eating all of the processed foods tomorrow. Although that would be something I would recommend to my patients. It's not realistic. So people have to look at this as a long-term plan for better health, and they have to do it gradually. It's almost like quitting any uh, addictive behavior, quitting smoking, quit drinking. It's not something that you can do just cold turkey, or at least most of us can't. And so it's a gradual process. First thing that you have to do is educate your patients, educate people to let them know what's good, what's not, what's not good, and uh, start telling them this is what you need to do. You need to start uh, incorporating more fruits, vegetables. If you can read the package and it's, there are things in your food that has been added, that's probably not a good thing. Okay, uh, and so these are the kind of uh, kind of mechanisms that we can start with uh, uh, communicating with our patients and letting them know this is a gradual process that we will work with them in order to move them forward. Right. So pay attention to things, uh, or maybe things without labels, like a banana doesn't have a label on it. So that would Correct. be a good thing. That's right. <laughs> Bananas are good. Any any kind of fruits and vegetables. When I walk uh, in the in the uh, food aisles. Most of what we see is processed, uh, you know, canned foods, uh, you, you know, boxed foods, uh, foods that sugar has been added. And, and really, let's keep in mind that, uh, you know, with all of our uh, processed foods items that we have, um, there are also a lot of unprocessed foods, and there is a lot of variety in our supermarkets that we can look at and, and supplement our, our so diet. So when you talk about... So when you talk about an unprocessed foods, are you talking about not necessarily a fruit or vegetable, but something that is man-made that is okay for you? Well, you know, uh, recently I was uh, 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 I like pasta, and now pasta is high in sugar. Okay, and again, what you have to look at is um, this is an age phenomena. In other words, people will come to me and say, you know, well, my son is uh, 20 years old. He eats all of this. Uh, 
garbage, processed foods, pastas, and uh, he doesn't gain an ounce of weight. His health is very good. Well, probably that's the, that, that individual is probably correct because that uh, it's an age phenomenon where that individual at the age of 20 is just finishing their growth spurt, and now they have to start watching their diet more closely. Uh, and kids and uh, that are not processing these foods well need to watch it, obviously. But we're looking at an age group where it's, uh, between really the ages of 40 and 65 where uh, absolutely you have to watch what you're eating because you're not going to process the foods. Your growth phase of your life has ended, and now you have to really be careful what you're taking in. Uh, so even foods that, to get back to the question, that are seem to be processed, um, you know, may or may not be good for you. Again, I was getting back to the pasta. I ate, uh, I was looking at the, you know, ingredients of a um, uh, brown rice pasta, which is basically no sugar and, and gluten-free, which is no sugar, uh, is good for diabetics. Um, but it's also good for people who are uh, having problems with uh, their sugar or, or having issues in terms of weight. And so there are some items that you can look at that are processed that may be better for you than others. Long explanation for... Correct. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, no problem. So, but then that 20-year-old might be burning it off, too. They might be exercising, so they're burning Correct. it off. Cause, and I think the other problem is, is as we mature and age and have jobs and responsibilities, we're exercising less, we're sitting more, So all the, and we're eating the stuff with the, with the food with the bad stuff in it, and that's why we're becoming overweight as a population, and 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 obesity is on the rise in our country. And and you were, you know, and I think you were starting to talk about metabolic syndrome. Isn't that correct? The, the correct. problem there, and that's and that has a linkage to cancer too. Can you just quickly explain metabolic syndrome uh, to us? Sure. So so metabolic syndrome is uh, is really a group of risk factors that uh, raises your risk for for heart disease, diabetes, stroke, and uh, uh, multiple types of cancers, the, some of which you, you mentioned. And so these risk, risk factors um, are really, there, there are several, but in metabolic syndrome, there are particular types of risk factors that physicians are looking for, and that would be obesity. And so that would be a waistline that is uh, uh, in males of uh, 40, 40 inches or greater, in females uh, a little bit smaller, maybe 37 inches of their girth of their abdomen. Uh, also, uh, their uh, glucose is elevated above uh, 100, uh, their fasting glucose levels. Their triglycerides, which are their fats, which are greater than 150. Your, your good um, cholesterol, which is your HDLs, uh, should be greater than 40, and your blood pressure, if it's greater than 130 over 85, can be a problem. So it's, it's really obesity, lipid uh, dysfunction or fat, uh, blood pressure, and sugar, poor, poorly metabolizing your sugar. And so that so, puts you at risk for not only heart disease, diabetes, and stroke, but for these cancers of uh, affluence, as we call them. Right, so it sounds like the kind of the one-two combatant punches. One, getting back to the basics, fruits, vegetables, eating unprocessed foods, eating clean, uh, as they say. And the other one is exercise, right? So what, tell us, what is this for that 40 to 60-year-old person you were talking about? What type of exercise should that person start incorporating into their daily uh, routine? 
So what I do with my patients is uh, if, if you're working with an individual who is in uh, metabolic syndrome or pre-diabetic individual, which is metabolic syndrome, uh, normally these people are not working out on a regular basis. So again, you have to educate your patients and say, you know, you're not going to be able to work out 30 to 60 minutes per day where you're uh, getting up your metabolism so that when you're you, you know, speaking to someone, you can barely speak to the person next to you as you're working out. You can't do that. People are not going to be able to do 30 to 60 minutes per day right from the beginning. So what I normally do is I say, you know, what you need to do is instead of sitting, you need to get up and walk. Walk a mile. That's a half hour. Okay? And do that for the first month. And then you start gradually bringing the person along so that it's not a chore. You know, if somebody is not working out and you tell them you have to work out 30 minutes per day, uh, every day, uh, that's probably your patient's not going to be able to do that. So again, you have to work with your patient to say, to get them to where you want them to be. And that's to answer your question, where you want someone to be after they're, they kind of get into the routine is about 30 minutes to 60 minutes per day of of cardiovascular working out. And uh, that's you could do that anywhere from four to five days a week. And the other two days, you have to concentrate on kind of strength training. And that's where it's a, a static lifting weights or, or um, you know, uh, the, the, you know, like a, a step climber or things like this. So um, you have to incorporate both cardiovascular workout as well as resistant training. And that's where you want to get your patients to be. You want to get them to be working out roughly 30 minutes, four to, eight, four to five days a week, and then strength training for about a half hour twice, twice a week. And like you said, not making it a chore, I think, is key. It's key. And, Very good. and because, because most people are, are not going, you, know, you have to understand that most people are not into this routine. So you have to gradually bring them into the routine as you bring them into their dietary changes as well. Um, and, and that's, it's essential or we're not going to reverse this trend. Cancers of the affluent. Very interesting. Dr. Gervasoni, thank you so much for uh, spending so uh, some time with us today to talk about this. And for more information, please visit stpetershcs.com. That's stpetershcs.com. I'm Bill Klaproth. This is St. Peter's Better Health Update. Thanks for listening.